Hello, this is the Sutter Faction Podcast. I'm Evan Sutter. This is episode two of season two, and the talk is called The Most Radical Thing You Can Do to Enrich Your Life and Possibly Save Humanity at the Same Time. As you might know, I've had a little sabbatical over the last few months. I only recorded my first episode of the new season last week. I spent this time working on my new book, Awake, which after many delays due to COVID, will be available in the US September 14th, eight weeks later in Australia, where I am right now sitting and talking to you. I'm in Newcastle Beach to be exact, a cool little coastal town two hours north of Sydney, one that is changing from a blue-collar mining town to a funky little artistic health hub. Slowly, but it, uh, it's happening. Awake is something I've been playing with for the last few years. I really wanted to combine thought-provoking content philosophy, psychology with practical practices and tools to easily cultivate new habits that can enrich our lives and the lives of those around us. So inside Awake, you'll find practices on mindfulness, emotional intelligence, positive psych, self-compassion, nutrition, creativity, resilience, communication, awareness, all wedged seamlessly in between four foundations for living a good life. Exploration, know yourself, meaning, and presence. I've also been working on my social enterprise, Hapsley, and alongside local government, we'll be launching our One Cool Thing and Happy Business initiative here in Newcastle. Because where we spend our time and money matters. And this initiative helps bring more transparency to the businesses doing good things while giving them a wealth of unique resources so they can easily implement new things that make all areas of their business better and also benefit our local community, our ecosystems, and all of us as individuals. David Suzuki, the beloved environmental activist, recommends three things we can all do to care for ourselves, our communities, and our planet. They are vote, be conscious consumers, and actively support your local community. This is one of the ideas behind Hapsley and the Happy Business One Cool Thing stamp, which brings all these things together But instead of waiting for an election, we vote every day with our time and money. We support businesses and the people behind them that do more than just the business as usual. The ones who care for their people, our planet and our communities. We also help rebuild these local communities and provide deeper connections with local shop owners. Thus, providing more incentive to spend with them and not just online at places like Amazon. Find out more at hapsley.com.au and if you're a business, why not join our movement? And for all of us as consumers, look out for the one cool thing and happy business stamp. Those are the cool businesses and visionary leaders doing much more than the business as usual. So, to today's talk. And as usual, this is intended to be merely food for thought, to plant seeds for contemplation, because I certainly do not know everything. In fact, I tend to think I do not know much at all. And this may appear controversial and unhelpful, but my only wish is getting you to think, if only for a moment, about if your choices in every moment are enriching your life and enriching the lives of your friends and families, your community and our environment. So here we go. Satisfaction. This talk was inspired by a night, or an hour at least, of watching TV. And I don't have a TV and I haven't had one for many years, but I was bemused and somewhat disappointed by what I saw. It gave me a little insight into our society. There was married at first sight, 
such a really positive portrayal of relationships, communication, connection, and friendship, interrupted by superannuation advertisements that sold the idea of living old and ironically in a great loving relationship. Perfect timing, yeah? Then there was a real-life crime investigation show, a football match interrupted by a KFC ad, then another KFC ad, then a betting ad, then another one. Nestled in between news snippets of politics and how house prices are rising and interest rates dropping. If you spent 30 minutes watching TV on this one night, you would have been inundated with a range of ideas, all of which don't do much to enrich people's lives and inspire kind and free-thinking human beings. And that's only one night. If you spend multiple days every week, every year, we must ask, who do you become? And what do we end up getting as a society? For younger people, who do they end up idolising and how do they want to spend their lives? It made me realise that maybe the most radical and most important thing we can do as individuals to look after our health, well-being, cultivate strong relationships and carve out a good life and care for our environment. And caring for our environment essentially just means caring for ourselves because our environment will bounce back just like it has the last five times. And caring for our kids and our communities is throw away our TV sets. Yes, be radical and throw away your TV sets. The TV is like an undercover agent that hides away just out of sight, quietly pulling the strings and orchestrating our lives playing a huge role in shaping our lives bigger than we care to admit. From age six, we watch Disney shows that tell us we need to get married to be happy and that there is only really one pathway in life. Along the way, we get to witness beautifully crafted advertisements that take us on a spiritual journey, that play on our emotions, ending in the message that we should be saving right now for our retirement. Otherwise, we'll miss out on that immense beauty. We start to idolize reality TV stars and athletes. The same athletes that proudly broadcast fast food companies on their shirts and in between games at every chance. And thus we learn to crave fast food that will make us fat and sick. Don't worry, there will be a good insurance ad coming up next for that. And we learn to yearn to need more and more. And we learn to bet on everything and make easy money fast. From one of the plethora of betting agencies that pop up on our screens right at the same time as our kids are enjoying their favorite sports. We learn that fast money is good so we can buy more and tell our friends about it on social media. That other undercover agent, full of algorithms dedicated to stealing your time, full of over-sensationalized news headings designed for one thing only, to get more engagement. If we participate in this game for too long, it bombards our world, cluttering any sense of clarity in what is right and wrong, enriching or not. We are creating master consumers who have little time for anything else. It is difficult to create enriching experiences when we work so much. But if we don't work so much, we won't be able to take advantage of the housing boom we witness multiple times every day on TV or take advantage of that beautiful retirement. We are left with just enough time to buy things, just enough time to proudly share it to our friends, not with our friends, to our friends. We don't have time for that. They can only see it, not actually share it. And that's the irony. Sharing has taken on a different meaning altogether with the all-important experience of something gone. And we used to collect experiences. We used to value time. Now that's dropped down the priority list, 
replaced with merely collecting things and valuing money. Our leaders in politics and business have the sole role of growing things. They are measured on how much growth they've created. They are puppets too. They know infinite growth in a finite world is catastrophic, but if they speak out, they are simply replaced. And they can't afford that as they too have played the same game and they have mortgages and a desire for new things and more things. We have created a world facilitated by TV sets and mobile phones full of consumers. We are products who spend our entire lives working for a house that we don't spend much time in, bringing up kids we hardly see, saving for a retirement that, let's be honest, we won't really enjoy because the bad back, the poor health and 55 years of different and maybe poor habits will prevent. But we continue hustling, hustling, as many entrepreneurs like to say, hustling for a brighter future, forgetting our interests, our friends, our values, ethics, and sadly forgetting that we, so, that we are so deeply entrenched and interconnected with the planet we live in. But each of our choices every day are not only preventing us from living a truly good life, but, but preventing all of our future generations too. We don't value people on how kind they are, on their character and integrity, on how they make you feel, but more on what they own and their job title. I was speaking with a few friends last week and the topic of our ancestors popped up. And for most, they identified their grandparents by their job title. We work our whole lives, buy a house, become stressed, overwhelmed, have kids who quickly learn to become stressed, and we buy some other things and then we die. We measure success on external measurements, probably because we are so busy thinking about ourselves and what other people think, that we fail to cultivate any kind of inner world. We are self-indulgent products who get our little endorphin hits every time we click like or see our Amazon receipt. Kids now know more about Amazon, the online retailer, than the Amazon, the incredible forest that is keeping them alive. And that's a tragedy on so many different levels. Kids now know more about Jeff Bezos, an American businessman, and Kim Kardashian, an American something, I don't actually know, than writers, poets, environmentalists, and philosophers. In epochs far gone, we used to idolize these types of people, people like David Suzuki, Thich Nhat Hanh, Rumi, Peter Singer. Now we admire Instagram influencers who do what? We admire entrepreneurs who know how to create the best marketing funnels so they can sell more useless products to more people who don't really need them. But we'll buy them because they don't, they haven't been able to spend any time free from the fast rolling juggernaut that is a highly individualistic consumer culture and the endless distractions that we now adore and are now addicted to. We have created a society where we adore people of little substance and character, where we spend our weekends talking about royal weddings on Facebook and buying expensive brand shoes made by desperately poor people making their desperately rich owners get richer and maybe more miserable. We are happy with a four-week holiday each year where we drink and party and come back to our energy sapping and less than ideal working lives. Tired, run down, ready to do it again. Unless something unforeseen will force a rethink. Maybe something like death. But that usually only offers short-term relief. Before old choices, habits and fear creep back in to push us back to safety. Safely. It's like Faroe said, we need lives of quiet desperation. We continue until retirement, save up our huge egg nest egg, 
and then wonder why we spend the last part of our lives watching more TV and doing too little of substance and meaning and enjoyment. Like I spoke about in the last episode of Satisfaction, it is a rarity to see people over 70 years old in the modern Western world living life really well. We have a huge shortage of respectable elders to help lead the way, to help inspire our young ones, most are tired, unwell, insipid, zestless. Fewer are still engaged, healthy, and carving out purposeful and joyful lives. But we still feel content as 30, 40, 50 year olds to walk the same path. And if the person in front of you walks across a broken old bridge and falls and breaks their back, would you still follow them or would you find an alternative path or create a new way of crossing? And maybe it is time we create a new retirement model, one full of mini retirements, regular sabbaticals, gap years. Maybe we don't wait until 70 to stop and slow down, but create a life full of resets and redirections, keeping our finger on the pulse of what's important to us, living aligned to our values and being inspired by purpose and creativity. Not being content to wait and wait and wait, because each year we wait, we build up habits that then make it harder and harder to make changes later. The longer we stay in jobs and relationships we don't like, the more difficult it is to move on and find joy again. And I'm not saying getting married or getting a mortgage and making money is bad, because decent work and command over material resources are very necessary conditions for our happiness. I'm saying it is best to know why you were doing it all in the first place and know how it fits into how you want to live your life, how it aligns to your values and ethics and how it fits into a balanced, healthy and fulfilling life. Are you accumulating wealth to satisfy an ego, fit in with friends for identity or status or is it about creating freedom to be spontaneous, creative, adventurous, healthy or care for your family and friends? If you're merely following the people in front of you or around you, and letting the model of our current capitalistic system make choices for you, things like big business, TV, social media, then hey, it might not end that well. Well, it might not end that well the other way either, but at least you'll be the one making the decisions. Maybe the curse of modernity is that we have convenience at the flick of a switch. We can satisfy every desire in an instant. Thus, we never really need the, have the need to examine our lives. The irony is the more we race to satisfy that desire, without ever knowing what's behind it or where it's coming from, the further and further we get away from cultivating a rich, purposeful and interesting life. The more we feel content to wander through a life without ever really questioning it, the more we stop valuing things like curiosity, kindness, exploration and open-minded thinkers. Because amongst all of this, we do get sick and die. And really, we have no control over that. So we can't afford to wait for our managers at work to implement changes that impact our well-being or business and politicians to make changes that impact our communities and ecosystems. And we can't wait for investments to come through and we can't wait for retirement. We need more agency over our choices each day and how we spend our days is how we spend our lives. And it can be simple. Like my mate, who got sick of never seeing his kids and sick literally from overworking and not having enough time to care for himself, who went into work and said he's going part-time. He told his wife he only needs one pair of socks and had to face the ridicule and being called a tight ass. But now he's healthier than ever before and so is his marriage and his children. He now has time to ride his bike 30 minutes to the beach, a novel experience that his previous restricted schedule only ever happened in the car, in 10 minutes. 
and only meant a takeaway coffee and not sitting in the sun, no chats with friends and strangers. These are the experiences that enrich our lives tremendously and they might be as simple as no longer buying the things you don't need or use anyway. Things like socks and other pair of shoes and expensive dress. And we only need one jacket and we need to flip the script on what's cool. It's not the dude who has a new kit every time you see him. It is the guy in the same jacket that's patched up and worn, that's been with him on adventures around the world, camping, hiking, enjoying meals with friends. That's cool. And my mate became somewhat of a pioneer because not only did he create new space to care for himself and his family, but he also helped inspire a movement in his workplace where more than 30 employees followed suit. And the company responded by changing company culture and conditions. That's cool. Perhaps we need to shift our values and, and choose time over money. Right now, we have limited time to enjoy experiences, so we choose things. We have limited time with our kids, so we choose over parenting, giving them everything they want and only saying yes. We can't go camping, that takes too much time. We can only buy things and watch TV, so we continue that pattern. Kids don't learn to love nature because they don't spend enough time in it, so they don't care about the environment. They learn to care about satisfying their short-term desires and look to their role models and the inspiration on TV for just how to do it. Fast food ads, betting commercials, insurance, superannuation, real estate. They learn to only care about themselves, so we continue that pattern. A dangerous, unhealthy, consumer, lover of things only pattern. One that may prove to be deadly. And if we can't ban social media for people under 18... And if we can't ban fast food advertisements and betting agency commercials, especially during sports matches when our younger generations are watching, and if we can't encourage athletes to actually be role models and stop endorsing horrible companies and dangerous habits, then maybe we can take control and throw away our TVs. Maybe we can stop buying so many useless things to satisfy our emotional deficits, and maybe we can cut our work weeks down. Perhaps five days is far too much. At Hapsley, we value an enoughness model, not a growth model. Talking about growth in a finite world is outdated, ignorant, and catastrophic. These just might be the really radical things we can all do to enrich our lives, the lives of those around us, our communities, and our environment. What are the most radical things you can do, the biggest acts of activism? Can you throw away your TV? Can you stop buying things you don't need from people and businesses that simply don't care? Can you stop working so much? Can you at least try them this week, this month, and see how you feel? See how the people around you feel? Can you take something else up, not just give something up? Can you be clear about how much time and money your activities are costing? What benefits they are adding? If you weren't in front of the TV or on social media, what could you be doing? What could you be enjoying? I'm Evan Sutter. Reach out to me at evansutter.com. Be radical, be cool, be kind, and enjoy. Thank you.